spoiler alert. This is the only fucking podcast about the Sopranos. So what, no fucking ZD now? Tonight on No Fucking ZD, we'll be talking about peppers and eggs during surgery, doctors refusing blood money, and how you should have married Angelo Stampa. It's an all-new episode of No Fucking ZD. Welcome, peppers and eggs. Welcome to another week of No Fucking ZD, you miserable bastards. Oh what are you God. doing? Listen to this again. I can't believe they're still listening. <laughs> uh, I would imagine a lot of the people are being forced to listen to it, actually. They use they use our podcast in Guantanamo, actually. As torture, yeah. 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 Rightfully so. Yeah. Um, we'll talk. We'll yeah. talk. Welcome uh, to this week's episode. We're talking about Second Opinion. Second opinion. Uh, this is a good episode. This yeah. is another one of those kind of straightforward episodes. Mm. We needed some shenanigans. The top eighty-six episode, one of the, for sure, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Never gets old. Yep. And um, you know, so so right off the bat, we got Junior dreaming, dreaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First time though, I, I really believed the FBI thing when I first saw this. I was like, oh shit! Like they're really trying to get to him. But then I think it's pretty clear by the time you're there's a newspaper. Big, you're just too big of an X-Files fan. I <laughs> guess so, <laughs> yeah. a single disease cell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess so, probably, yeah. Um, yeah, Junior is, uh, we found out a couple episodes ago he was diagnosed with the big casino, and uh, here we are. We're, we're treating it now. Does, does anyone else call it the big casino? Uh, that's a term I've heard on The Sopranos in that one episode. <laughs> in that one episode. In that one scene. It's like, I need a badass word for the disease I have. Yeah, the big casino. The, the biggest big one. Casino. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure where that comes from or, or why people call it that. Um, and we're not going to look because it up. it's a gamble. I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a great interpretation and probably the correct one. Yeah. And I'm dumb, but we knew that already. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So he had surgery mm-hmm. with this guy, Doctor Kennedy. First of all, this is John also Kennedy. The, the John Kennedy. This is this is the guy who got cast to be the surgeon in Breaking Bad as well. Uh, I didn't remember that. This guy just really? goes through his life being typecast as he's like the really expensive surgeon they couldn't afford. Oh, uh, right, and right, right. And then he he makes meth. Right. Interesting. Spoiler, I, spoiler I, alert. Yeah, I like the Dr. John Kennedy character, and I really love the idea of him getting his own spinoff show <laughs> that's like kind of like CSI in style, you know, where he's or, like this badass doctor. I thought it would be more like Royal Pains, where he's like he's like a mafia surgeon. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. But he's like so like badass and like so cocky with with his little recorder his and dictaphone? like dictaphone. I know. Yeah, you can just see him like putting Cheryl, sunglasses make on. Sure. <laughs> Uh, his swagger is just is unbelievable. He's yeah, and he's so he's mean to everyone around yeah, him. Much, you know, yeah. watch and learn, Miles. Yeah. Watch and learn. <laughs> he's like that asshole boss that you can't show any weakness around. Yeah, yeah. He's like just not a regular person. No, not at all. He's yeah. also a brain sur- or a fucking cancer surgeon. And, so. and apparently, a very good one too. I mean, it's it sounds like it. Yeah, you can't fuck with it. Yeah, uh, or his confidence makes you think that at least, and that's kind of what Junior's looking for here is uh, a little bit of just uh, he just needs to. For peace of mind, he needs to know that Dr. John Kennedy approves of whatever his treatment is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, the the way that he patronizes Dr. Enlow, you mm. know, with this, this again, I think this is a little bit of making fun of the, you know, the civilian community here. Yeah. Is it clean, Enlow, or not? And, like, people just getting knocked down to oh, size in their too, regular yeah. life, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. Yeah, the poor guy just wants to do his job right and be be very thorough. And feel important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the Kennedy's guy's, like, I don't care. Kennedy's just looking for a thumbs up. Yeah, like, pretty much. Just let me do my job, okay? You yeah. little twit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Junior has this weird obsession with the name, with John Kennedy the name, just because... 
uh, he says that he loved that man. I mean, I guess for someone Junior's age, <laughs> yeah. he kind of was like the celebrity icon that you maybe like, you know, yeah, wanted Kennedy to. was it for sure. Yeah. I mean, beautiful wife became the most powerful person in the world um, and uh, and then got shot, which is what everyone wants to do, basically. Yeah, die young. <laughs> is die very young. Leave a beautiful corpse behind. Yeah. Um, yeah, Junior just has this like weird strange obsession. It's kind of like all the other mob guys looking back at the past and thinking it was way better than it was because, right. you know, like as Tony points out, there's the whole Bobby Kennedy angle to this where it's like when he was a uh, uh, secretary, no, not secretary of state or attorney general, uh, I believe that he went he went hard or after the mafia big time. That's interesting. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, too bad about John Kennedy. Too bad about both of them, I guess. And, 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 and the, the other John one. Kennedy. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That too. Right. What, what podcast is this? Uh, this, <laughs> this is the Ken Burns, The Greatest Generation podcast. Yeah, yeah the 1960s. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, it makes for some great comedy, though. Intimidating a doctor is, is uh, so Sopranos and so hysterical. Well, and I love how some of my favorite scenes in The Sopranos go down on a golf course. Yeah. One of my least favorite places to be. Yeah. Just generally speaking. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, you know, that, that image of... Tony and Furio driving up in this golf cart. Yeah. And pointing the the, 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 the golf club with the and bow they on it. Pull up really close to him. Yeah. Like, like it's already intimidating and they're in a golf cart. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's hysterical. Yeah. And the the bee on your head and, and just that whole yeah, Got a that, bee on you at. It's just great. Um it's just really great. But uh but the but junior's treatment, it, it's 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 certainly tough to watch, I guess, in some ways. And uh well, the, sh- the 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 surgery sounds shitty yeah it does and he has to you know he can't eat regular food as bobby points out so let's let's talk about the food he's eating what the fuck is in that blender in that one scene is it raw meat i think it's it, i think it might be tuna fish tuna fish okay because it looks like a, a ball of ground be, beef i know and but I'm, every time raw beef I, I, yeah but what is it i wish they I wish they've explicitly showed a shot of that and then cut to someone holding the package of whatever it was and then yeah. had them say, this type of food is this. And then the scene just goes on after that. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. I mean, that must have been really crappy for the prop department. Like, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Is he, how many times did he fire up that blender? Yeah, I know. Like how many like how many times did they have to shoot that and clean that sweater? <laughs> I wonder. Probably from at least two angles, at least twice. probably. Yeah, right? exactly. So, <laughs> so it's a new sweater and uh, PA coming out, mopping it down every single time, resetting blah 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 clean please clean this blender again yeah well yeah. watch and learn <laughs> but if there's an asshole prop guy and the, the and the, the and he has like an underling who comes out to clean the blender and he goes oh man it's gonna take me a moment and he goes watch and learn <laughs> and cleans the blender for him i don't think that's even a what if question i think that prop master absolutely exists and, <laughs> and speaks to his underlings like that sometimes every line of work yeah so so he can't eat regular food i mean we get we get some really nice Bobby Jr. moments here. We do, yeah. Which is great. Yeah. This is this is as good as life gets. Yeah. It's um, a great Bobby uh, yelling at Jr. constantly. Yeah. <laughs> I love the angle in the car when they're driving back and and Junior looks so tiny next to Bobby who's driving. Yeah. And he's just like, the whole issue of US news seniors in healthcare. Yeah. I mean, and I think that like, you know, the subtext here is that it doesn't matter how badass you are or like where you come from. Yeah. You know. Shit like this applies to everybody. Yes, it does. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's really, it's not, 
it's not sexy. No, not at all. Yeah. It I mean, it can't be made to be sexy. No, it can't. And, uh, you know, there's, there's the line later in the episode where they can't get in touch with Dr. Kennedy and Bobby, I think it's Bobby who says it's not like it's on TV, you know, it's not like on TV. It, yeah. That's one of my favorite lines. Yeah. It's great. And it's, it's, uh, it's like kind of, I think maybe what they're going for with this is that, uh, I mean, first of all, you don't get a lot of seniors on TV who play in, like make main characters like Junior. Just, right. I mean, right. maybe you do more now, but I, I feel like uh, The Sopranos is kind of like pushing that a little bit more than other series were. Like, you know, yeah. they just had like a whole geriatric cast basically right outside of the main cast that they followed and then really respectfully and like and hilariously i mean the old people on the show junior and livia are probably two of the funniest characters on the show right um so yeah it is a little it's kind of about you know just it's so confusing and weird and 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 tough probably being an old person and, <laughs> and having uh having to rely on people like tony to help you through is, that couldn't be more true i yeah. think and uh and and it kind of like it's amazing how all of the mafia stuff that they have to deal with really does kind of sometimes sidestep. Mm-hmm. Uh, or it's like almost if it's like we were talking about in the last episode where, you know, the way that they treat women in the mafia world versus yeah. the way they treat their families. It's almost like the, these two things just like don't have anything to do with each other. You know, like mm-hmm. Junior breaks his hip. Junior has cancer. It doesn't really matter that he tried to kill Tony. He's his uncle. Right. That's like part of the game. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? And he like doesn't take it personally on some level. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, the, yeah, most of that has like been straight up forgotten at this point. It's kind of almost yeah. like you, 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 you kind of like Tony and you're rooting for Tony to kind of intimidate this doctor on behalf of his uncle, you know, and it's like, yeah, because the doctor's being a dick. He first is being of a all. dick. Yeah. He, I mean, the, this, this, he doesn't want to deal with like competing against like Sloan Kettering Meta you know and yeah. like but he that's his fucking job it's someone's life you know what I right. mean and like but another thing that wouldn't happen on most doctor TV shows like where they would just fight to the end for their one patient where dude I know and it's just like well but I, I actually know some people who have who have convened a tumor board and they said it was like mayhem oh really they said that it didn't help at all well I, so and, that's and this was in like at like top top places they were just like yeah i came out more confused than before they they were like at each other's throats and like couldn't come wow. to a conclusion so they really just go in and each doctor like pitches their treatment for it and then what they just kind of like argue about whose is the I, best i and... guess so but i mean i think that also the types of the type of cancer that i've heard about this happening with is fairly routine so i think there's right. like there are less wrong answers it's not life or death and well i mean, I mean it, could it always be, is but i like, guess but yeah but like but it's something that they're fairly used to treating that either thing could work with interesting interesting um it's i mean it's always a hard decision and everyone says that it's just always confusing and stressful yeah you know yeah yeah yeah. and so like but i i love the comedic element that we get uh between bobby and jr in dealing with all of this (laughs) i agreed yes it's (laughs) a lot less funny when tony is in the the doctor's office with jr it's still kind of funny though when jr's just like you getting all this and he's like yeah i think so sort of (laughs) that's Um, true yeah um yeah i mean i guess at this point we really can't say that tony hasn't at least somewhat forgiven jr for for trying to kill him at this point yeah or that it's like a separate thing i mean the bad blood seems to sort of be going away like you know the conversation that um you know tony's gonna have a conversation in the future with him about what to do about our friend Gigi, right you know or no he did he did he had the conversation with with uh junior about uh old man bacala 
you right. know yeah they're he kind did. of they're, they're they're pretty solid allies yeah and but there is though now that i think about it that one little quick scene after tony comes by after the blender scene and uh ah, junior, junior does kind of still not trust tony in a way when he refers to himself as the one cunt hair between tony being the boss of new jersey i am that cunt hair. <laughs> <laughs> which is something i walk around saying all day long junior <laughs> yeah. just screaming that at really everybody good thing, good thing to use in the boardroom yeah. you know where's my ice coffee serious emails <laughs> yeah exactly i'm one cunt hair away from firing you <laughs> um so there is like some kind of funny mafia politics there where junior's like i think junior's addicted to the hustle he just like can't quit you know what yeah, i mean I, guess so. I, I honestly think that tony doesn't it doesn't seem like tony feels that way like i think that junior's wrong is what i'm saying i guess i mean uh tony i think definitely feels pretty secure in, in his job right now and certainly isn't worried about junior taking over in any way yeah but it's funny just to see that that paranoia really just never goes away and, and well, why would it i mean it's because they're talking about money that's all that he's talking about like owning yeah. all, he literally means owning all of north jersey and getting right. a piece of all of that crime yeah and though we although they don't touch on it too much in this episode you're at least reminded that there are u.s marshals outside of junior's house all the time and so he's still does have these ongoing legal battles that he's fighting and yeah and it's, it's not a walk in the park he has yeah. to sit in his house he has a lot on his plate believe it or not and and, uh, and in his blender and in his, yeah there you go <laughs> shit i didn't even mean to do that but there you go um so yeah i mean he's just kind of looking to be pacified in some way you know just feeling like oh as long as i'm in the right hands here and well, it's and, also like the house cat syndrome he's in mm -hmm. there and he's just like he's aggressive he's like ready to you know to, to pounce on anything but the fact is that Tony's out there in the world and like not really thinking about that he doesn't frankly couldn't care less about Junior's authority you know yeah I know I think that's that's long gone at this point it's just a matter of like him he's still just trying to like salvage his like family vibes or something you know what I mean because his mom's dead yeah I guess maybe Tony's feeling just sentimental and, and like he needs to well that's what I mean he's, 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 he's and... like trying to do he's like pretending that he has a loving family basically yeah because it's 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 you do this for me right nope definitely not <laughs> yeah probably not the the family connection only goes so far you know when it well, ultimately when then when it gets in the way of like someone getting their what they want then it's like yeah then they're not family anymore you know but right now yeah you're right like junior's not holding any power and tony holds kind of all the power right now and well why and, would know. tony want junior alive let's think about that i mean he still is the lightning rod what if junior you know yeah, if junior dies they're gonna focus their attention toward Tony a little Completely bit more, Tony, yeah, yeah. So I think he wants him alive for that, and then it's just that guilt that Tony feels about everything when he, you know, maybe doesn't even really have to because right. Junior did try to kill him. But it's uh, true, he did. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't know. Um, I do like that Buster from Arrested Development has a little cameo in here. And yeah, he's the he's the the, the top guy. Yep, yep. Top top uh, top chemo guy. Yeah. So we've now we'll have Job next season or at the end of this season. <laughs> yeah. oh, I actually think Job and Buster are both in season three of The Sopranos, right? I think Job is right, right, right. Job is uh, what's her name's wife, husband. husband. Yeah, wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the he's the FBI husband. Yes. Um, and then I don't think we see much of Job anymore. Mm, he's got like two episodes total. I think he's in like the season three finale and the season four premiere or something like that. And then oh, Buster, you mean? Uh, sorry, Buster. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think this is it. I think this is it. 
I see. I thought you were you were like just. Yeah, I thought you were kidding for a second. I was like, oh wait, actually, that's true. They are both in it. Yeah, they are. Maybe that's where they met and they started the Maybe. Arrested Developments. Yeah, the probably. Rock band. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Okay. Um, anyway, um, let's. Uh, well, peppers. I mean, I one thing that I wanted to point out is that Junior does have a dream about peppers and eggs. He does. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, frankly, I do too sometimes. Yeah, big time. It's not a bad thing. Peppers and egg comes from uh, which episode was that? They're it's in the, the lawyer's sandwich. office. They're in the lawyer's yeah, office. Mikey Palmisi. Yeah. Peppers and eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that comes back. And then I think the soundtrack was named soundtrack was named uh, named Peppers and Eggs, I believe too. Oh, really? I think so. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, it's it's hilarious that of all the things, like Junior's just such a one track mind guy that like that's what he's still he's thinking a, about that God, sandwich. He's kind of a bonehead. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but he thinks that's like one of his most embarrassing moments. Probably. <laughs> it's just like Should've he's he's indecisive about which sandwich he gets yeah. when he's like on trial. Paying like $400 an hour to this dude and he can't decide on a sandwich. Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty awesome. That sandwich sounds amazing right now, though, I gotta say. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, so let's move on to what else we have in this episode. We have Christopher and Polly. Their little rivalry is, is, is uh, it's always been there, but heating up, I it's guess you could to say. Heat up and it's something <laughs> that's gonna never totally go away. No, yeah. They're having trouble. And, and I mean, you know, Chris manages to rise pretty quickly mm-hmm. and he's starting to get into Paul's airspace mm-hmm. a little bit at times. Um, but, you know, I think that, that Paul kind of has it out for Chris because, you know, Tony kind of like coddles him a little bit, I guess. Mm-hmm. And also he's definitely rises fast because of his relationship with Tony. Mm-hmm. Chris is a little insubordinate though. Yeah, I guess. And, and, and Paul just feels like he's not getting enough of a take basically. And I think is like asserting his dominance in that way. And yeah, also, you know, I, I there's, there's, there are no friends in the mafia really as much as they and, want and, to and feel that Paul way. Paul is sort of the face of, of the lie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, all the shit that they told Chris, when he was made yeah you know like all you got to do if, even if it's a problem with someone in here all you got to do is bring it to this guy he'll solve it for you yeah you know like this is this is your family now blah 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 and then like it's just a immediate like getting his ass kicked yep. you know and then <laughs> and then Polly w- winds up telling Chrissy, you ever go to the big guy again about something between the two of us directly contradicts what he told Chris yep. when he got made. Yeah, that's true. I hadn't even thought about that. But yeah, yeah so it's it's Chris is slowly kind of coming to realize it's all a lot of bullshit. And uh, but Chris is yeah. like one of the true believers. You I know, know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like Chrissy and and Ralphie even Ralphie could uh, you could consider to be a true believer. I suppose so, because the made guy thing and him believing in just like the structure of it. Yeah, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, the Ralphie situation will come up again next week. I feel like that's really just using it to your advantage there to get away with the kind of doing whatever you want. That's true. But, yeah. But, 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 you know, what he says to Johnny Sachs next week, mm. he says like, you know, I've given my life to this thing, you mm. know, and he's ready to kill to defend that. Right. Um, yeah. So, that career move right <laughs> that we all do yeah we eventually all do. get to a point where we have to kill to get to that next step yeah i don't i don't want to start over and go into graphic design or something right you know? yeah this podcast is my life <laughs> <laughs> mine too and i'm just saying if evan happens to disappear and i get a really successful podcast out of it i'm willing to do that <laughs> look i am one cunt hair from owning all of the podcast airwaves yeah uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, Christopher really in this like kind of sad, like childlike way, like is really like still kind of like, yeah, they're my family. Like they're my guys. Like, you know, he really wants, I guess what he really wants is like respect back from them, you Dude, know, that he's sure. like not getting. 
And uh, as we've heard, those who want respect give respect. And Christopher, for the most part, does. Yeah, we hear he doesn't kick up as much as he's supposed to to so Paul. That, he, that's what it. Yeah, that's what it is, right? That's and one it, of the things. But it's also like all this eating shit that he, you have to do when you're the new guy. Like you know, Tony says to him at one point that he put a new wing on Luger's, and that fat fucking Jimmy Anastasia or whatever his name is, like mm. he, he like they killed him with yeah. the lobster and all that shit. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I guess that's just like something that everybody goes through. I mean, wouldn't you love to not love, but wouldn't it be a little bit fun when, you know, someone gets like a giant promotion in something, you just get to like, you, knowing that they're going to have to pay for stuff, you can just fucking like, yeah. just really murder that bill <laughs> knowing that it's not you. Yeah. I, I would kind of get into it maybe, especially if it happened to me. You know what I mean? It's like a rite of passage. Yeah, I guess so. But if, yeah, everyone deals with it and it's, it sucks the whole way. And, Imagine and spending 5k on a dinner. You know what I mean? Like it's unbelievable. That's insane. Yeah. We're also, uh, I like that they're kind of planting the seeds for that scene in season five way later when Polly just orders and orders and orders tons of shit just, right. just to fuck with Christopher. I mean, that's what we get because Chrissy's the low man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would drive me insane for sure. And, and of course, it's going to drive Christopher insane. And yeah. he just has to just kind of realize that he needs to take it slow. Don't map, map Evelock with this shit. You know, don't, yeah. don't try to uh, or Jackie Jr. He's with constantly ship. like, I mean, Cr Chrissy is kind of it, like he's he's punching up a little bit. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because, you know, he buys a new car constantly. Right, he's yeah. buying all this jewelry for aid. Right. He shows up in this episode with like literally a trash bag full of Jimmy Choo shoes. That's Which, probably like ten thousand dollars. I know, alone. Shoes. Exactly. I was going to say. Cost, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's like, like five of those dinners basically. Yeah. In a trash need, bag. He needs to just like chill out a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. And, you know, the, the episode in general, like when we talk about Carmela, like is we'll we'll talk about how she kind of gets really pretty much bought off by Tony to stay with him and to put up with his bullshit. Mm -hmm. And so it is kind of this episode is kind of about like how much bullshit are you like really willing, willing to put up with for mm -hmm. your lifestyle, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, Christopher could just take the choice here to be like, well, fuck this. I'm out. Like, of well, course, that, that would never really no, happen. And he can't do that. I mean, now. yeah, for multiple reasons, he really can't do that. But, you know, in some kind of like moral universe, like that is sort of maybe the right choice, I guess. Well, they bait and switch him too a little mm -hmm. bit, you know, like they make it so hard to get made and then he finally gets made mm -hmm. and they're like oh yeah but it's different than we mm -hmm. said or than than you expected and they know that it's different than you expect you know yeah 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 uh yeah i mean they didn't really mention up front about this whole uh strip search that was going to happen <laughs> at the back of the bottom bang yeah christopher you, becomes and, a stripper and, in this episode yeah, at the bottom bang exactly <laughs> and you're kind of wondering the whole time like did they just make that up yeah <laughs> you know just to fuck with him i, I would i think I go. I really go back and forth on it, but I think that yes, they did, right? I mean, but then mm. I, maybe it's kind of like what what Paulie says, where he's like, "Hey, I was fucking around at first, but now I really need to see that dick. Make sure there's no <laughs> microphone down there." <laughs> like, I mean, that's the thing. It's like he's so fucking mean about it, but also, you know, at the same time though, when they when they do show up at his place in the middle of the night, mm -hmm. you know, during the Jimmy Choo Shoes scene, mm -hmm. um. Is that the scene where where Chrissy and and Adriana start to fight like little kids? Yes, because which is amazing. Because she because she gave Penn Pen from Benadella a blowjob. <laughs> they're really funny and they were playing Atlantic City. <laughs> funny as hell. I wonder what it was like seeing that. I wonder if someone called him and was like, "Holy fucking shit! You have to turn on the TV right yeah, now." Yeah, I know. We should tweet at him and see what's up. I would love to hear his reaction to that. I know. I mean, because there's. I mean, where like did. did 
what was the writer's room session for that like? Did they just choose a, a celebrity to like pin that on? Yeah, or was it just like throwing out names all day long? It's yeah, like, that, like, took, that scene took us two and a half days to write. Exactly, <laughs> really because of that. Can, yeah, decide on the celebrity. Yeah, who did they turn down? Like David Copperfield, definitely. <laughs> um, One of their like Vegas style performers, yeah. The the guys with the Tigers who are... Siegfried and Roy. Siegfried and Roy. And that's Aren't what, they gay? They uh, are, yeah. yeah. So that wouldn't have happened. But you never know. I mean, I don't know. Give it a shot. Uh, Adriana. I mean, hey. Um, She's fine. Yeah. Uh, but hilarious scene. I love that it, it that, yeah, just, it, it, it is like little so kids. so mad at each other. Like, you fucking bastard piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Oh, like, my God. So mean. Yeah. They're terrible. And then, like, you know, Polly's banging on the door. And yeah. Polly, Polly's there, not for any particular reason that we know of, but he, yeah. he's he been fucking with Christopher this whole time. And, well, I, and I, also, I think, he's the, he was his first, like, source of agita like right when he got made from that yeah. sports book thing right oh right right, right. That's so true. this is a continuation of that i'm sure yeah it is yeah you know boiling so, on the surface yeah yeah exactly and 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 it comes to a head because Polly Polly sniffs adriana's panties right uh which is disturbing to say the least yeah um and uh yeah, his reaction to it is kind Fucking of hilarious. Baby. Yeah, and like, listen, they either get married, whatever, <laughs> whatever it touches her pussy is off limits. It's just like, good God. The way he delivers that line as of the wedding day, anything that touches the pussy, touches her pussy, is off limits. I feel like Gandolfini, it's so matter like, of fact. Yeah, I feel like they probably cut like the frame before Gandolfini started cracking up. Because holy shit, if someone just said that to me with that serious of a face, I would lose it. Hey, <laughs> I would have been dying yeah like losing my fucking mind it's hysterical i hope they release some like blooper reels from sopranos someday i think there are a couple deleted scenes i'm not sure about blooper reels i I'd feel like i've see seen one or two but i don't know i would love to see we'll, we'll get to pine baron soon but the all the takes of, <laughs> of gandolfini laughing about, about bobby's outfit um <laughs> yeah, yeah but, uh, totally maybe, we'll get to that. We'll get maybe to this it. is the real thing you yeah. just saw him and they're like <laughs> fuck this um but yeah i mean so if really this this whole thing I think the storyline with Christopher and with Carmela is just like how much shit people are willing to eat if it means that they'll like get a little something out of it and well, and, and they and, and they've both got these people on so they're their 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 source of agita is kind of th- the same mm-hmm. it's like this mafia lifestyle mm-hmm. uh, between Carmela and Christopher but then yeah. also you know they both also have their little you know the, their little kind of peanut gallery mm-hmm. over on the side Carmela's got her parents, mm-hmm. her mother, basically. Yeah. Um, and then and then Christopher has Adriana, you know? Right. And they've both got these, like, interested parties, to say the least. Yeah. And Adriana seems to re- really be enjoying his lifestyle for the wrong reasons. Yeah. And uh, actually, frankly, I never thought I'd say this, but I think that Carmela's mother is not incorrect no. in, in her assessment. But her delivery, as usual, leaves a lot to be desired. Like how? Like, like the fact that like her husband of what, like 20 some odd years, like does something that, sh- that she's not into and she's immediately just like, you should have married this other guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? I mean, I, I feel like that can't be the first time she's ever mentioned that. Angelo Stanford is his name. Stan- I, uh, Angelo Stampha. Stampha. I, I feel like that can't be the first time that uh, that she's mentioned that to Carmelo. No, because uh, Carmelo does say, I got to hear this Angelo Stampha shit again. Yeah, Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it is maybe like a little too little too late kind of deal. However. More than that, it's just like, why would you say that to someone who's married with two kids? Like, yeah. 
Well, like, I mean, because, yeah, I mean, Tony can't be, it must be kind she's of. She's not wrong, I guess. She's not wrong. Um, but Carmela throws it right back in her face, though. I mean, she she mentions like, hey, listen, like, this has been a nice thing for you, too. Like, you're coming, like, yeah, you know, I forget the specific examples, but. The strip you, mall that yeah. was zoned residential, stuff like that. Well, I mean, she's just pointing out to her mom, like, when when she's putting the dishes away or, or loading yeah. the dishwasher, like, listen, you benefit from Tony's lifestyle, too. Like. Yeah, uh, but Carmela mentions I have to work for it. She like, says for I you, earn it. Yeah, and, and, and her parents ride. do get a free ride. It's true. They do, and it's kind of it's similar to Christopher in that way, and Adriana, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Christopher's got to earn that lifestyle too, and in, in its own its own bizarre way, you know. Yeah. And and he Adriana, pays for it. he does pay for it. He yeah. works really hard. I mean, he, yeah, well. he really <laughs> pays for it at the end. But. I mean, he's forced to take his clothes off at least. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I mean, so there is that kind of just general theme here where it's kind of like, what are you, what will you do for your lifestyle and, uh, and, uh, and what's what, worth it? What's worth it? Exactly. I mean, he, you know, Chrissy says there's an interesting thing. I forget if it's this episode where he says, if I wanted to work 18 hours a day, I'd get a job at Denny's. I think it's the one. No, I think it's, I think it is this one yeah. or it's, or it's last week's. But and, it's, and yeah, it might, it's, it's in one of those private parties that they have. Yeah. And, uh, well, Sil says to him, you know, Sil responds like they'd fucking hire him, you know, <laughs> which is actually a good point because like if he didn't have the mafia, like what transferable skills does he have? Yeah, like virtually none. Virtually you know? none. I mean, yeah. he's probably pretty good at math, you know. <laughs> yeah, more money counting at least. Yeah, yeah exactly. He could roll quarters something <laughs> in the back of a bank or something like that. Yeah, but he's been a mafia apprentice for a long time. You know, this yeah. is like all he's got going and it's an interesting thought like. That's a good point. He's not even qualified to get a job at Denny's, basically. Yeah, not really. And I'm sure that's one of the re- one of the many, many reasons why he feels he can't leave or change. And mm-hmm. it's probably the same thing to Carmela. Like, she just doesn't understand. And when we come back from the break, we'll talk about her therapy session. But she just doesn't understand, like, completely making a clean break from this lifestyle because it just doesn't compute that someone could do that or, you know. Oh, completely. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely some parallels between Chris and Carmelo there. And then also, there probably are. Junior, too, and the doctor, like, how much shit he's willing to put up with just to have this one doctor come and say, like, you're all right, young man. Like, you're going to do it. You know, like, what's he willing to put up with here? It's a little different. I think that's a little bit of a stretch, unless mm. you work in the whole X-Files FBI angle. Yeah, I guess you so. Know what I, mean? like, yeah. so I think that that does it. But yeah. Or if you look you at know, it from Dr. Kennedy's point, maybe, too. Like, Yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody's put to the test yeah. when they're around the mafia action, I guess. I guess so, is, yeah. Is the takeaway here. And, yeah. and it's something that actually is is a question that like constantly must be asked mm-hmm. and i i think that the person who's taken to the limit more than anyone else is definitely carmela in yeah. this episode with with her her therapy uh with this jewish the jewish therapy man yeah. <laughs> dr crack hour <laughs> dr crack hour yeah um let's take a break then now and uh we'll come back and talk about that because there's a lot to be said i think about that scene and uh and also the the song that's playing in the dorm <laughs> more specifically oh yeah uh all right we'll be right back this is uh no f and ZD. no f and ZD. no fucking ZD is brought to you by just the money.
so sweet, isn't it? You giving me the silent treatment? <laughs> I am indeed. Uh, welcome back to No Fucking CD, and uh, we're going to get into the Carmela storyline here, right? I think we have to. I think it's a hugely important scene and episode for her. Really, what I think is the Dr. Krakauer storyline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The first of many wise people in her life that she will ignore. Yes, yes. He's giving her like actual advice and not advice to uh, get uh, a whiff of sexuality or food out of her. Right, or, exactly. Or anything like that. And this dude's serious as a fucking heart attack, bro. He is, it's yeah. like he he swoops in and he doesn't waste any time. Right. And it's it's almost hard as, as the audience to hear it. You're like, oh, man, fuck. He's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he this is fun, though. <laughs> Tony's a cool guy. <laughs> right. Yeah. I thought I thought that's I thought we still having fun and some shenanigans, but apparently yeah. not. Don't sugarcoat it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he certainly does not. Um, she gets referred to Dr. Krakauer through Jennifer Melfi. Jennifer's right. Melfi, who uh, they have a one on one session at the beginning um, that Carmela was really nervous about and she's kind of like dipping her toe into it. She's like, well, I don't really need to be here, but I really want to. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I like all the little parallels between her and Tony. Like I like that she has the scene now where they, they shoot her sitting in Dr. Melfi's waiting room um, through the statue, very much like the first shot of the series. Right. Totally. And uh, feeling like a fish out of water, really. Yeah, exactly. And um, and I guess or or the rebirth thing, if you want to argue that for her too. I don't it's know. Like if, taking a shit. Yeah, I don't know if Carmela's totally reborn by the end of the episode. That's for sure. No, she might have uh, taken a shit though. She might have taken a shit. Yeah, I think you hear some fart noises. Um, <laughs> I, I like that she comments on the, the the pretty paintings too, and we know that Tony had certainly had a different feeling about them, which is just just little funny little things for fans. And she there. doesn't like the statue, but Tony probably did. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and then she unloads. She totally unloads in, in this therapy session with Melfi. She's clearly had a lot lot boiling under the surface there. Right, uh, completely. And just totally explodes about, about Tony. And, um, you know, Tony just didn't want to come that... I mean, it, it, you just realize how tough it is for someone like Carmela to live with Tony 24-7, as she says, you know? Right. And she almost, like, gets a little bit angry at Melfi. Mm-hmm. Because I think she still sees Melfi as sort of, like, Tony's, like teammate Mm -hmm. in some way and she's a little bit threatened by it and so there's certainly sort of a morbid curiosity that she has with going into Tony's therapy office and like she's kind of behind enemy lines over there while he's not around she certainly didn't tell him that she was gonna go after he said fuck that shit you don't think yeah I don't know I don't think so man yeah I'm not sure um yeah, I really don't know. I wonder what his reaction would be if she did that behind his back, though. You know, and we'd have to, I guess you'd have to think Melfi would tell Tony, right? Because she's like super honest most of the time. Yeah. And that's also like, that's, that's some, uh, she, as, as, as Carmela's divorce attorney later on says, Melfi would have found herself in a bit of a ethical soup. <laughs> <laughs> if she, yeah. If she didn't. Probably. So I think you're probably right. But there's no way Carmela like ran this by Tony. You know what yeah. I mean? She's kind of on, she's in her own headspace in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. And she, she needed it too, clearly. Um, you know, she breaks down pretty quickly in that scene and also kind of gives Melfi like a new interesting perspective there. Cause I, it's kind of funny to me that Melfi hadn't pieced together that like, Tracy, aka the young man who died in a quote unquote trash compactor. Like I'm surprised. She filled in a lot of those details herself, that's for sure. I'm surprised Melfi didn't put that together earlier though. But maybe you know, you're finding out two things, just how much Carmela really knows and understands. Right. Um, which we knew was there all along, but well, that's how much she knows she doesn't know. Cause she, she, also, she also says, like, you know, who knows how he spends his days. Yeah. Which is a really 
good point. I know. and it's, But it is kind of a funny line. Like, yeah, he, he reports to a strip club for work. Like, who knows what he does? When you really just think of it that way in those terms, it's like, like yeah, like, good God. Yeah. What a, what a scumbag. So she knows how in the dark she is about things. And it, really what it indicates is how much she knows she's putting up with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. when he's like, Carmela, I'm at work. I can't right now. Right. He knows that she knows that he's got a pair of tits in his face. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, but Melfi re- refers her to Dr. Krakauer, who we learn actually taught Melfi, apparently, because yeah, yeah, she was like a mentor, mentor of his. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Melfi's a lot less judgmental, though. She's not as good as he is. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. She He really takes this shit at face value. I mean, I think that Melfi still kind of has the... There's a lot of... she sees she's, she's trying to see the good in everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and Dr. Krakauer is just like, you need to do this for yourself. I think that a lot of people like Carmela do think though, that their, their therapist shouldn't kind of say anything like that. And maybe Melfi kind of believes that she's not supposed to pass judgment either, you know? Well, you know, when, when Dr. Krakauer says, you know, that's what therapy's become in this country. Right. Um, maybe, I mean, it's kind of funny because he mentions that and it made me think of Melfi because she definitely does like coddle Tony a little bit and kind of tries to believe that he can change. Yeah, I think so. Right. On some level and, and, and helps Tony to understand himself when really like, you know, every time she tries to shoot straight, like he does, Mm -hmm. it just doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. She gives up, you know? Uh, Yeah. And I think Tony maybe is is a special case with Dr. Melfi because she's probably is scared of him. I mean, we know for a fact that she's kind of scared of him. Like, well, and then, you know, after, after employee of the month and everything, mm -hmm. like she's really, she's, she's got an attachment to him. Like Mm -hmm. you can't, you can't can't fuck with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but you're right though. I do wonder kind of what David Chase and the writers really and truly think about therapy, you know, like, do they really just believe what this guy's saying? And that for a lot of people, maybe it's just justification, you know, you just go there to hear like, I think it definitely is. But I also think that like really good therapists, like, you know, like my mom and like her, her pals and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've been doing it for a really long time and they definitely like, you have like, you have a first uh, session mm-hmm. and you really ha- they they really truly are deciding whether or not they can help you yeah, you know and you a lot of times the answer is no because right. they're just like this is what it is like the classic case is, is someone who's addicted to drugs like right. someone who's addicted to drugs usually I mean according to a lot of the like the people that I grew up around, it's just like that has to be dealt with before therapy can start, you know? I see. And the physical part of it. And, yeah. It's yeah. just like, cause, because otherwise you're just, you're just jerking each other off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, so the thing is that like, in, in a way I, I, part of me feels like Tony's, lifestyle should be dealt with the same way where it's right. like clearly this is what's bothering you yeah let's not fuck around here right handle that then come back to me we'll right. start talking about your mom right but right. they're just they're just uh, <laughs> fine uh but they're just you know they're kind of you know they're beating around the bush for like six and a half seasons yeah. basically you know what i mean yeah i mean they really are yeah uh, but there's no way Tony would have responded to Dr. Krakauer any better, you know, but it would have been interesting to see them meet the old Jew. <laughs> yeah. Like that would have been something else. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. By, by the end of the series, 
which we'll, you know, get to. I do wonder. It has where, happened, though. We know that there are episodes that we can watch. I, I believe so. Yeah. But by the end of the series, I, I do kind of wonder where the show falls on just therapy in general. And uh, I mean, it really, I guess it comes down to how people use it. And because uh, you can take your therapist's advice or you cannot. Well, and that is that is also the true like uh, message of therapy. It really does come down to the patient. You do, right. You know, yeah. and like, you know, I mean, in Melfi's defense, Tony does <sighs> want to be there on some level uh, when I, she tries to give him the boot. He resists. Yeah. You know, I, he I, likes having this relationship where he kind of he he's like the bad kid and. He's in there with Melfi. You know what I mean? She's yeah. He's got this maternal thing with her for sure. I agree. I, I do think that for all this talk about him being a sociopath, which is probably more than likely, I do think underneath somewhere, you're right. Tony does want to be there. Tony does feel emotion. For example, last week when Tracy died. Yeah. Uh, and then there's Tony does understand something beyond um, the basic mob caveman mentality i guess and hope um he does and that's 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 a double-edged sword though because i think that's what makes him a particularly good mobster because he sees the big picture of where they are yeah but at the same time um it's also what makes it makes his conscience sort of resist yeah yeah he's not like a paul walnut for example (laughs) right you know No, no not at all so and and neither is Carmela. I think they both um, they they have limitations in, in their thinking, but they both uh, Carmela also kind of thinks like outside a little bit. I think. I mean, I think she's searching for something spiritual. They that's both more sort of than, think the rules don't apply to them, don't they? I mean, that's absolutely true. Yeah, yeah. and they they don't want to hear uh, they don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear who they really and truly are, and they don't really want to hear like the real. Uh, situation that they're in you know like yeah and they also don't really when it really comes down to it they will bend the rules of the mob you know Mm -hmm. and 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 do what they have to do Mm -hmm. you know i mean what tony eventually does to chrissy is like the prime example of that Mm -hmm. you know like you do what you gotta do yeah um well let's talk about the scene with dr krakauer because i feel like it's probably the most important carmela scene like in the series i would say well because she really does you know, she looks into the abyss and she goes, no, nah, no, not going to do it. Yeah. Because she like, she plays footsie with this concept of being good and like purifying herself. Right. But really what she's doing for the whole season is like auditioning, like ways to philosophize and justify her lifestyle. Yeah. Until she lands on one that she can live with. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like even in season one, she had, um, you know, Monsignor Jughead. <laughs> uh, um, she had him and, you know, he, he kind of, you know, he blew some sunshine up her dress and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. she started to feel weird about it because like he wasn't pure enough, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and eventually he'll speak with this African priest who says, just the right thing where she's like okay cool i'm good you know what i mean yeah yeah and it's like she's sort of auditioning these schools of thought and you know dr krakauer is arguably i mean who knows what melfi would have said to her like yo girl to girl you need to get the fuck out of here you know what i mean right obviously she can't say that about her patient right um but dr krakauer is the realist of the bunch and i think he's the rightest of the bunch in ways you know what i mean i would agree i mean there's definitely like a morality tale here to the whole series of the sopranos and 
you know, Dr. Krakauer certainly fa- falls on like the right side of the line here, I would say, you know, like everything He's hardlining it, man. Big time. Yeah. But everything he says is totally true. You know, yeah. like she she deals with in blood money. She is an enabler is probably the right thing to call Carmela, you know, almost exactly. She is an enabler. Yeah. And and, you know, she they have like a mutually beneficial relationship. Yeah where they kind of leave this trail of dust or ash or whatever you want to look at it as. And like they both get what they need on some level. And yet it's deeply unsatisfying for both of them in a lot of ways. Um, But what I was, I don't want to get off of the Dr. Krakauer thing, but like what I was thinking about while when Dr. Krakauer said, um, I won't take your money because I won't accept blood money. Right. The Dean of Columbia knows exactly who the fuck she is. And it's definitely down to take 50 grand of blood money. Oh yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Which is kind of an interesting thing. Oh, yeah. And I mean, yeah, we could jump to that because I mean, like much like Father Intentola, like like right. he, he manipulates her like so easily. You yeah. know, when she the first thing we hear him saying is something just some bullshit Italian, like asking for wine in Italian. And and also what a great school Montclair State is. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's like not a, I don't think Montclair State's a bad school, but they're at he's this dude's the dean of columbia he's like wow great college you yeah, went to yeah. you know what i mean i'm like okay yeah i don't think it's a bad school either but it's for sure he's definitely stroking her ego there yeah he plays up the italian angle he plays up the family angle he plays up you know the, like she's always kind of going for these guys who are kind of she always kind of goes for the intellectual guys that they make fun of a lot on the show yeah um yeah that's like, true like father Intentola or um uh, Mr. Wegman or the teacher from next teacher from season five. Mr. Wegman, yeah, and, and uh, now this the, guy here, the wallpaper man, and the wallpaper man, yeah. I mean, so he just manip- manipulates the shit out of her, and uh, you know, I never thought of him as that manipulative, but now that now that you mention it, it is it is totally true. It's he, pretty bad. He has her number like right from the get go, immediately, yeah, and um. But he's a straight shooter, yeah. In in ways, because he's like, yeah, well, I I need to raise money, and that's what yeah. this is for, and it totally works. I mean, obviously, he doesn't know the subtext of what's going on in their marriage and how she's gonna use the, you know, this is gonna be a chess piece, yeah, right, basically right. for her. But he knows that she'll she'll like the status symbol, of course, you know? and, and yeah, and she knows. I mean, basically, I think that this dude lucked out that Tony didn't show up, frankly, yeah, because definitely. Tony was going to would have been like rolling his eyes the whole time. I mean, actually, that would have been an interesting scene. Like, what would he do? Right. You know what I mean? Because you don't want to upset the dean at Meadows College, et cetera. And yeah. I don't think he would. I think he's too smart to do that. Yeah, but he is still Tony. And, you know, there'd be some line in there or something, you know. Yeah, completely. It would have been, been funny to also see how the dean, because I'm sure the dean would have done the Kuzumano motherfucker thing immediately if Tony was yeah, there. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, hey. like, you know, he would have done that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Carmela is looking for a way to, uh, so first of all, the yeah the status symbol, and then also to look like a good mother. You know, like they care about Meadow, well, and, and the and things that she like says them. about it are just so like. I mean, from my perspective, I mean, like we both had to take out student loans in college. Mm-hmm. You know, like we still got great educations. <laughs> you know, yeah. we didn't like and 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 Carmela's talking about it as if this it's this thing where like like some sort of insurance policy is like sort of how she puts it, like to make sure she's taken care of. Right. Right. I think it also shows how out of her element she is in mm-hmm. this like normal civilian life where like, you know, like you don't need to pay off everybody. Like you're paying the That's tuition, yeah. you're paying the bare minimum tuition, which is fucking enough. Yeah. And you're, and the ball is in your daughter's court. You know right. what I mean? But like, I think she's so used to this world where they just need to they just really need to um you know be lubing the deals all the time (laughs) right yeah and like it's just 
it's it's archaic the way that she looks at this very much so yeah agreed it, it's yeah. uh but i agree about the status but like we should uh i mean i think that's enough about the the, 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 dean, the dean yeah but like well, dr I mean, krakauer yeah but she does it in response to dr krakauer just hearing all this stuff and uh mm-hmm. and having it laid out on the line like that and just hearing that yeah like what you've already been trying to do the, the whole catholic way of just making him a better man you know he just he, he cuts right through that when he's like oh, how's that going and yeah. she's just like it's and he's not. not being a dick per se that's the thing this, no. this actor was has really has the old therapist vibe down mm-hmm. like super well and he's just like he's just being a straight shooter probably has another appointment later in the afternoon mm-hmm. you know he's just like well i gotta just like tell this woman like what i actually think mm-hmm. Um, and the denial is just so unbelievably strong. Well, <laughs> she just Carmelta. she really has so much trouble grasping what he's saying, and yeah. he has to cut through that. Yeah, which Mel, that, I think that that's where where Melfi falls short. Agreed. Is that yeah. when you know she'll try once, and Tony's just like, "Yeah, I know a guy like that." You know, when yeah. she's talking about him, <laughs> and and uh, and she'll just be like, "Oh well." Yeah. And this guy's like, "No, I'm talking about you. Yeah, you're bad. Right. You know." Um, like she says I forget her response but she's like you're saying that I need to set my boundaries more clearly and he's like no idiot I'm saying like you're like get the you, fuck you out of there you don't have a regular relationship yeah, yeah. you know like she's trying to talk about this as if they just have like regular like run of the mill marriage issues but right. they don't Right. these are again it's like you know if he wasn't in the mafia and she felt this way then perhaps he could help her if, right. if they were having marriage issues, if he was serially unfaithful, but if he, but you know, it's committing these crimes that are, it's like the root of all of this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause being unfaithful, like as a viewer to me, doesn't feel that bad compared to like all Murder. the shit that he does in his, you know, business life. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. So yeah. It must feel the same way to her on some level. Yeah. I, I just think that she has her, her walls up so much that she's like really not hearing all of it. And you know, like, cause when he lays it on the line, it's like, so you're telling me he's a depressed criminal who's serially, serially unfaithful. And like, those are just like the least of what his, of his misdeeds, you know, it's like, Ooh, I know. that is, that is real bad. Actually. And there's so much, there's so much in what she says. I, I think in many ways, this is like an intervention with the audience, you know, mm. cause we know the show is going to get darker. Right. Mm. And I think in many ways, this is an intervention with the audience where they're saying, look, like, you know, he's, we know that you think he's a cool guy and you like being like along for the ride here, yeah. but like, it's like a really real moment where we're having kind of like, it's just, it's almost as startling to us mm-hmm. to hear him say that as it is to Carmela. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe not on the same level, but I, I, I definitely was in the same boat where I was like, yeah, it's like, Oop. oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause you know, it's easy to be like, he's a good guy basically. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. But, right. Right. Yeah. But he's also just not. Yeah, I know. But again, like, so going back to that whole morality thing, like, I do agree it's there and I do agree this guy is for the most part right. But like, yeah, then at the same time, you're right here, too, where it's like, you know, but they are putting their daughter through Columbia College, which is a privilege that like not a lot of people get. And yeah. so it, it is. I don't think the show I think the show likes to just like live in that gray world where it's like, yeah, he's sure. pretty bad. However, like, weirdly enough, Meadows, like a product of them and he, she's kind of oh, like sort of adjusted you know so i don't know well um, and, and that everyone has there's there's problems with everybody yeah you know what i mean 
Uh, agreed. But um, but yeah, really, just to hear him so, just to say it in like the harsh light of day, like that, where it's like he's a depressed criminal who's like really bad to you and everyone around him. It's like, ah. Uh, well, and, uh, and he pulled out all of the. There's no comedy in that scene, no. and there's also no. There's no flashiness to it. Like yeah. you know, when Tony goes to see the cowboy therapist way back in yeah. season two, mm-hmm. and, and that's a funny scene. Agreed. Because he's like, I've seen analyze this. <laughs> I know how this goes. That's a hilarious scene, but basically. The guy sort of says a similar thing where he's like, That's true. I don't understand what you're asking me. Yeah. Like, it's like you have. Yeah. I know what like you, we both know what's going on. Right. Like, what's your issue? Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, but saying like, you know, it's funny that Carmelo really breaks down when the guy's like your husband's in the mafia. And I always kind of think that's interesting that like she's one of a couple people who really like kind of can't take it when she when she hears it that, you know, clearly. Really? I thought that it was that I thought that it was like she. I thought that it was more of a like she knows how crazy it is to say it out loud. Well, I, I, right, but I think just uh, just hearing it though from someone else, it is crazy. Yeah, and I just kind of oh, think about because like in her everyday life, when she goes to the grocery store, she goes to the gym. Right, she's not. She can kind of uh, that part of her life is a little bit hidden. Yeah, exactly. She's a regular person, and she can. Like she can be in denial about it. Exactly. Yeah. But just hearing it. She's a wife and mother. Yeah. I always think of when, spoiler for season six, when Chris shoots JT Dolan, it's right after he's like, Chris, you're in the mafia. And Chris is just head just like, like in his head just like explodes. He's like, oh, I can't handle that. Yeah. First of all, like he can't know that. But also it's like, oh, that's really tough to hear. Yeah. It, they know what it means to some extent. Um, quickly though, we should, speaking of grocery store, she runs into Angie Bumpensaro. Which, ah, 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 uh, yes. Which, the, the, the great hanger honor. Yes. The exception that proves the rule. Yeah. <laughs> which, you know, I think is one of the other underlying things here is that she hears how much money Angie's getting from Tony and she, it's, uh, you know, underneath all the other reasons in the episode, hearing that Tony still has Angie on his payroll is kind of like, what the fuck? Like, and she, she knows that they're not fucking, but it's like another woman on your payroll that you're right. paying, but you can't give me money. Like, what's up with that? Well, I think that that's true. I think that also um, she sees herself in Angie because yeah. we know that as as the seasons go on, she's going to be hedging more and more that Tony's going to get it. Yeah. At some point. You yeah. Know? Um, not edging, hedging. And um, <laughs> so, like, she's going to be in this situation more and more where she's fearing a life like Angie's. Right. And I think she sees Angie and Angie's so helpless in this episode. And, yeah. you know, and she was working at, she worked at the grocery store and like all that shit. Yeah. It's awful. But, you know, um, and, and Angie's scared to death of the guy who's keeping her on the payroll. You yeah. Know, that's the other thing. They have all this power over her. But I also think that it's very interesting at this point, how we now have these three really solid, distinct, uh, mafia wife points of view. Mm-hmm. There's Carmela, of course, mm-hmm. and then we have Angie, who we're going to learn more and more about as time goes on, and she's going to undergo like a really interesting transformation. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And then there's Rosalie Aprile, yes, whose story just keeps getting worse, yeah. <laughs> and is about to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, and I think that I think that these are three really distinct uh, female characters that I'm really happy are on the show and that are a part of this world because it's definitely something where like Tony can act like he doesn't give a fuck about Angie as much as he wants, or he can know that he doesn't give a fuck about her. And she brings up these terrible feelings of dread for him. Yeah. And guilt and sadness that he doesn't want to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is that like, that she's so meaningful in a lot of ways between Carmela and also because of the fact that like yet again it's another thing mm-hmm. that they're kind of contradicting I don't know if contradicting 
outright here, but you know, they're, they're kind of going against some of the things that they said mm-hmm. when people are being made, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like we're going to, well, your family stays on the payroll. That's part of it. You right. know what I mean? If something happens to you, but puss was a rat, but they can't tell anyone puss was a rat. Right. And so he's paying her like begrudgingly. And she's also, we're to come to think of it. We're also seeing like the beginnings of yeah. her becoming a hustler. Yeah, because she kind of already is. There's nothing wrong with the dog. She's got a Cadillac. Yeah, exactly. That shot of Tony breaking the window and then holding <laughs> the so, bat so against funny thing, it's so scary. It's ridiculous, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, that, that's a really great point. Yeah, like This is her starting to kind of figure out how to scam the situation she's in. And it, again, going back to this theme of just like what you're willing to put up with for your lifestyle. It's like, well, she lost her husband, but like, you know, she's still getting paid off in a weird way. She's but still she taking also, that she, blood she money. She also can't change the fact that she lost her husband. No, she though. can't. But she's, she's still, locked in. Yeah, she is. And she's still taking that blood money. Yeah, and, you know, true. and there's a certain a little bit of it pacifies you to some extent. You know, it's kind of like, OK, well, they killed Sal, but, you know, I'm going to figure out a way to make this work for me. It's, it's kind of similar. She sort of hated him. From what I that understand. too, that too. But I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. she's taking the blood money still, basically. Well, I think that with this episode, we're really seeing a lot about um, the really deep attachment that people have to money. Yeah, in, in, yeah. The, in the in this life, you yeah. know. So like, um, it's it it's emotional <laughs> on so many levels. Yeah, Carmela really does feel like, in a way that is way beyond monetary value, and it's it's in a subconscious way. Mm-hmm. Carmela really does get this this motherly satisfaction mm-hmm. through donating the money to Columbia University. Yes, she does, definitely. It's this deeply ingrained, like it's almost like a drug or something like yes, that. Or, or prayer, you know? Mm-hmm. Money is really the religion and um, Tony controls that for a mm-hmm. lot of different people. Yeah, true. And um, he's, kind of, he's kind of playing God in a lot of ways because he just acts like he's above everything in order to make this happen. Yeah, true. And it's interesting to see what makes him what makes him blink you know in light of all that because Mm -hmm. often it's like this is the only thing that matters right is the money right you know what i mean and you know i it's interesting that he he does kind of cave at the end there with the 50 g's like you know he 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 pays for it in some small way i guess there you know carmella really is a top negotiator yeah i mean she got him she got him big time and uh and i mean he he can't like cut her balls off or anything yeah um so you know she she like angie finds a way to kind of navigate and make the best of the situation she's in and and here it's just this little you know this petty kind of revenge on tony here a lot of money not i guess not petty to to a lot of people no i mean Um, just the fact that they could like rustle that up though that's like wild totally wild i mean there's all this shitload of cash flying around that's for sure that's insane but um but yeah, you're right. I mean, he totally does control it, but she gets at least a small victory here at the episode's end and, she and is able to to get what she set up for there. So, hey, good job, Carmela. Yeah, I guess <laughs> good so. Good job, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, we're going to we're going to see I mean, I think that we're also seeing, you know, we we've talked about parents this season. Mm-hmm. I think that one of the big themes of this season is um money mm-hmm. but also mm-hmm. um uh how the mafia affects these third party women yeah you know yeah, yeah. Me- uh, meadow yeah tracy last week um not really caitlin she's not affected by the mafia uh, <laughs> <I> <laughs> uh, uh, but, but uh angie yeah uh, rosalie april and carmella um and adriana and, and adriana oh yeah. for sure well adriana oof, poor kid yeah. um but you know we're gonna see 
how these women weather the storm and sort of transform. I think Adriana is a special case because she basically just winds up being collateral damage. She doesn't, she doesn't really have much of a, well, she has a huge effect, but it's mostly that the mafia, it's like a one way kind of thing because the mafia affects her, but she doesn't really instigate anything. She doesn't play the game like these other wives do. Yeah, I guess not. And if she got older, she would. I mean, she got the club, but, she yeah. got the club. Yeah. She was a music manager for yeah, a minute. For a little bit. But uh but you're right. Yeah, she um she doesn't have the same like street smarts that she like Carmela has. I, I mean, know. if 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 they continued, if it was Adriana that stuck with Chris up through like him becoming boss him, or him becoming who he became, you know, with yeah. like Cleaver and all that oh, stuff. Yeah, 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 I yeah. think that I think that she would have matured into a much more Carmela like Probably. You know what I mean? Because she, cause she is also sort of ambitious. And yeah, I mean, she doesn't seem to have a huge load of conscious conscience. Yeah. Consciousness. <laughs> She's not awake. No, yeah. She has, exactly. she has no conscience. She has no conscience. <laughs> no, but her conscience doesn't seem to like bug us that often. Mm. Um, until she gets pinched. Yeah, I mean, she's just so like naively in love with Christopher. It's kind of hard to say, but yeah, I, I agree. Maybe if she got older and wiser, eventually she would have maybe become a little more hardened to it. And and who knows? Yeah. Um. But alas, spoiler alert: she dies in season five, episode twelve. Everybody's um, worried. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh. So anyway, that was second opinion. Uh. Again, I really do think that that scene between uh, Doctor Krakauer and Carmela is probably like her best scene in the series, and like she's, the most important. She's incredible. It speaks volumes because. Yeah. To, to sum it up for me, I think that, you know, she says she's confronted with literally like the inverse of, of like the truth, actually, right. which is she's she's confronted with her own denial. Right. And she says, yeah, no, thanks. Yeah, exactly. That's it. It's That's, too much. We're too much good. To hear, yeah. You know what I mean? And she sleeps a little bit because she's depressed. Finally, right. Carmela's a depressed one. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, that's not it. But she goes back to try. It never really works out for her being in denial. You know what I no. mean? Yeah. She yeah. sticks with it. And I think that like you get your pleasures where you can, mm-hmm. as Junior says. You know what <laughs> I, I mean? I guess so. But yeah, it's just a really important scene. And then I just ultimately like that comparing him to Dr. Kennedy from like the first half. It's just funny that Dr. Kennedy accepts the golf club. But this guy is just like, I can't accept anything from you. <laughs> I just think it's a nice little compare and contrast there you know oh, i think that's actually a really good point it's also the difference between the way that the way that carmela is acting toward a doctor versus yeah i guess so i, mean, I think that when you're a patient it feels much different because junior never would have done that no i guess not i, I don't know it's just this is funny to me nice little uh contrast and then the one thing we just didn't say we don't have to talk about it too much but uh we like the one that says some pulp, right? On no fucking yeah, CD. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. We we send the interns out looking for the some pulp Always. and a set of left-handed screwdrivers <laughs> and they're gone all day long, but yeah. they, they get the job done. You they know? do, yeah. That's actually, I'm, I mean, I'm really glad you mentioned it. That's, there are two really funny moments, really like top top-notch James Gandolfini moments. Mm-hmm. First of which is when they're eating like chicken wings or something. Mm-hmm. And AJ's like trying to get out of going on this class trip. And he's like, we're going to FBI headquarters. Yeah. <laughs> and he just paused and he goes, so <laughs> like, and then the other one is That's when great. he says, when he says, this one says, this one says with pulp. <laughs> I like the one that says some pulp. We had to mention it. Uh, classic line. I love that. Um, all right. Well, anyway, second opinion. Great episode. One of the top 86 episodes for sure. I don't think anyone needs a second opinion about that. No, definitely I think not. That we nailed it. I think we did too. Oh, one other thing. Shout out to the EP, right? Who was at the uh, David Chase thingamajig. Oh, we uh, realized that she made it. Yeah, she made a cameo in this episode at the tumor board 
Oh, she, that's her. Yeah. Oh, you're right, I think. And yeah. that's her, I think, leading the... T- I knew I recognized her when I saw her in person. She was sitting next to Lorraine Bracco. Right. But And I was just like, she looks familiar. And then he mentioned that she was an executive producer. He asked her some question that she didn't have the answer to. Yeah. And um, <laughs> we forget it's been like 400 years since they worked on this show. I know, I know. <laughs> and he was like, I don't remember what the numbers were for that season. She was like, me neither. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, I think that, I believe she does make a cameo in this All episode right. as the... Doctor number two that gets talked down to by Doctor John Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's her too. Um, we'll check. I mean, we'll never double check that, but we're just going to say that as fact now and just, just, just believe well, it. I'll mention it to Eileen at our lunch next week. Okay, and, great. You know. Um. All right. Well, that wraps it up for second opinion. Come back next week. We'll do He Is Risen. Oh my god! And, and uh, it's going to be so fun. The, this season three is just reaching. I mean, we go from like truly sad to some of the funniest. We do moments. Yeah, the holidays are always great in Sopranos. They land. are, yeah, they are, yeah. And we got some cool mafia politics. We took a break from Ralphie this week, but he'll be back next week to sort this stuff out. Johnny Sack will come around to poke his beacon and, uh, I and was offer in some thirsty. advice. And we got some good stuff coming yeah, up. I, so I love me some Sack. Yes, we do. All righty, thanks for listening. Follow, email, Twitter, iTunes. Fuck. No fucking ZD. Fuck, fuck you guys. Bye. Too many different needs to satisfy. She wants new shoulders to cry on, new backseat to lie on, and she always gets her way. She wants to see.